Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Quinn Amorm. I'm the host of the show. And today I don't have a guest for you. I'm going to tell you my own or one of my own failure stories. So if you are ready for this, sit back, relax, and enjoy my failure story. You know, just like any entrepreneur out there, I have several business failures because I have tried almost everything and I keep trying. I'm not afraid to fail. That's why I have this show is to show actually everybody that failing is not a bad thing. Don't give up when you fail. It's only a failure when you give up. If you don't give up, it's not a failure. It's just a bump in the road, but you end up succeeding in the long run in most cases, right? So... The story I'm going to tell you is about a product launch or branch, a brand, sorry, a brand that I launched uh, a couple years ago that failed miserably. And uh, just a little bit of story for those that don't know, I am a professional Amazon seller, private labeler, and marketer. So what I do is I create brands, I create products, products for each brand, and then through Amazon and e-commerce sites through like Shopify and my own sites, I launch them worldwide and I get distribution through those channels. So back uh, in, I believe it was 2015, I decided to create a new brand of products. And um, I don't really create products uh, because I like the products or because that's something I'm into. First, I find the demand. That's one of the techniques I use uh, to decide which product to launch is I find the demand first. And then I create the product to fill that demand. And by launching a product that I already know the demand is there, I don't have to teach the uh, the, the public uh, what this product is for. I don't need to create um, this, this demand. It's already there. So I just need to make sure that uh, I get the eyes to my listing so people know that my product exists and then get them to buy it, right? So... I figured out that, um, like I said, in 2015, that uh, baby products, of course, are high demand. And I searched for the baby category and I found that high demand product was baby blankets, so-called baby swaddles. It's um, They're muslin swaddle blankets. Muslin means it's a high quality, super soft, breathable kind of material. And of course, after I find the category after i find a niche in the product that i'm going to create i do have to do some research about it i have to find out the legalities behind it like what i have to do to make sure that this product can be sold safely because someone's going to wrap their baby on it in it um you know the packaging what the packaging needs uh what it needs to be written on the package where to place the barcode uh, what I can and cannot do with the product, all that kind of stuff, right? So you can't just create a product randomly. I create, I, I have to do study the law around it, and of course safety and all that stuff. So I did, I did all of that. Then there was a few things that, thinking about it now, when when you look back, you can see where you went wrong, right? But at the time, I didn't, and one of the reasons why I failed was because. I decided to do it all myself. So I designed the package myself. I created the brand name myself. I registered a domain for that brand. That's actually 
before I go ahead, that's something I always do, is before I name a product, I go to Namecheap.com or Google Domains, not GoDaddy anymore, uh, and I see if the domain is available, the .com of that. Let's say if I'm creating a baby swaddle, I go see if babyswaddle.com is available, and of course that one isn't, so then I try something else. And based on that, then I'm going to see the possibilities of naming the company with an existing domain. This, uh, a lot of you may be thinking, well, that's a crazy idea. But what it does is, if you have a baby swaddle company and you manage to have the domain that's babyswaddle.com or soft, uh, soft swaddles or something that is really related to your brand name, it is easier for Google to index you, for the SEO, that's search engine optimization. It's also easier when you list your product on Amazon because every single algorithm out there works the same way, right? Uh, the search engine optimization needs to be done on Amazon just like it's done on eBay, Shopify, and Google, right? All of them uh, work with keywords and then those keywords work with engagement, i.e., clicks, purchases, and conversions. So I don't want to get too technical into this. But so basically, long story short, what happened was I created everything myself. Me, a male, I created from start to finish a product that in 90% of the cases will be bought by a female. It will be bought by a new um, expecting mom or brand new mom or even the, that mom's friends, they're going to buy it for the diaper party. What do you call the, the party that's um, before the kid is born? Here in Canada, in some, some places we call it the pamper party, diaper party. But there's another name. So what happened was I created everything. And it had my, what I thought was the female touch, right? What I thought they wanted to see. And I was so proud, and I still am so proud of the packaging I created for that swaddle i bought the rights to an image of a baby because at the time i had one of my own but she was already too big to be in swaddles so my baby was over a year old so i couldn't really take a professional picture of my own baby to put in the swaddle box and i wanted the box be uh, the shape of a baby's body and i wanted the the blanket that's inside to be able to be see-through the box, at least to the front of the box, so it looks like you're holding a baby that's wrapped in that blanket. So it, it was just, I'm still fascinated by the design. I still think it's fantastic today, but it, it didn't work that way. Although, even even though people may think that the, the design is, is good, the product, when I launched it, and of course I've done many, many launches over the years, but the launch was the only thing that worked right after the launch of course the product started selling and i was selling on amazon uh, usa i didn't bring it to amazon canada i didn't send it to amazon uk and all of europe i did not do that only in the states i launched it in the states because i like when i launch a product i like putting all my efforts in one platform launch it there with everything i have after i launch it there a very strong launch then I go and launch it somewhere else. Then I do my Shopify next. Then I would go to Amazon Canada just because it's so easy. And I can even use the same listing as the Amazon.com. And 
And just before this goes too far, it's what happened was well, a few weeks in after the launch, the product just stopped selling. It wouldn't sell and it stayed there for the longest time until Amazon started charging long-term storage fees and it's time to decide that this is a dead product. And that's something I do often. I keep a close eye on all my products and it's very important to not fall in love with a product. I know a lot of people out there teach that you need to love what you do you need to, and, and that's true. Love what you do is true, but don't fall in love with a product. You can create your brand, like your brand, but when your product, the market is telling you this is not going to sell, you have to believe it and you have to let it go. And that's what I ended up doing after a while, after trying to push it a bit. I decided to let that product go and I know now what really happened. Now looking back, I ended up talking to my wife and I said, you know what, the, the Swaddle brand didn't take off. I am going to shut it down. I'll pull out the inventory from Amazon. I'll put it into a secondary account just so you don't get charged long-term storage fees. It's like a brand new account so they can sell out. Also can list some on eBay or, you know, just do a wholesale or liquidation sale to somebody that wants to buy the whole, the whole lot. And when I told my wife, she told me, you know what, honey, I, I to, be, to tell you the truth, I wouldn't buy it either. And that is when, like, the lights turned on. I asked her, why wouldn't you buy my own swaddle? And she said, well, the only reason I would buy it is because it's yours. But if I didn't know you, I wouldn't buy that one. Because no mom out there can live with just one swaddle. We, we need lots of them, right? Of course, you need five or six per day. And when, you, when you're selling one at a time, it becomes more expensive than if you're selling packages. And after I heard this, uh, of course, my product had the highest quality I could get. Everything was, I, I designed it to be a really, really high quality product. So, of course, it was more expensive than all the competition. Not all of it, but uh, most of the competition. But I was selling one at a time. And after she told me that, I did one extra step of research that I didn't do before launching the brand. And it was seeing quantity per package and every competitor had minimum three some up to six packages of three four and six and that's what was selling moms cannot buy one swaddle because your baby is going to puke on them they're going to pee through it and this is happens 15 times a day and that's one of the reasons right there so i guess i guess the cost the cost difference and the quantity needed didn't work there plus like i said it was fully designed by me uh um, a man and it's a product that is more than 90 percent of the audience is female so i should have got a a woman involved i should have got probably my wife or my designer involved in that but i didn't i want to get it all done by myself so i did end up losing my shirt with that the whole brand i actually shut down the whole brand because, you know, there's a lot of safety involved when it comes to, to baby items, baby products, baby toys, all of that. So I ended up canceling the whole brand. I still own the domains I bought. But the brand is now gone. All the product is gone. That just right there taught me a lesson. I did not give up. Uh, I won't give up. Of course, the good thing about failures is you always manage to learn something. In this case, I learned check quantities 
create bulk deals, create, you know, um, bundles. Bundles is the correct word. Bundle products so people can have cheaper products so they can have more quantity and study your market better. So that's it. That's it for that product, for that brand, uh, my dead brand. I still launch uh, products often. I launch several brands. Like over the last few years, I've launched a series of brands. Currently working on a new one, and I have four ongoing. So this would be the the fifth. And of course, throughout the years, several that came and went, and and it's all good. So nowadays, I I mastermind with some of the top Amazon sellers out there. We do masterminds and we share ideas. And one of the funny things is in the Amazon seller world, people that create these private label brands and and sell on Amazon, nobody likes sharing their brand names or what exact products that that we create. So when we go to these masterminds, uh, people will talk about the category that they sell in and how to one new trick that they learn and how to increase engagement with people, how to increase conversions. But uh, we don't release the brand names of the products because when no, somebody knows the brand name of your product, then they can monitor your product, mo- monitor your brand, and they can just copy your products. If they know you're a successful seller, they can copy your products and just trust that you did your research because you're a good seller. You did your research, so I can copy your product and just start a brand uh, like yours and launch it because I already know you know that the demand is there and all that stuff. So it's just easier to gain a new competitor if you let everybody know what you're selling and your brand names and all that, right? Everything is uh, replicable. So yeah, that's one of the few things we don't share with each other during our masterminds. Everybody's growing really fast. Amazon is one of the fastest growing platforms on earth, like you guys know. Sellers can launch on Amazon. A lot of professional sellers on Amazon to generate a million dollars over the first year, uh, which is not very easy. And when you launch brick and mortar, when you even any other online um, stores, and of course, when you generate a million dollars, it it's not it doesn't all go in your pocket. A lot of people don't know that. If you generate a million dollars and you're looking at a 20-25% margin after paying all your expenses, after paying everything, you're left with 250000 And now with those two fifty, you're going to inject those back into the business because you need cash flow constantly. And with those two you're going to buy more stock, more product, increase your marketing, your, your pay-per-click campaigns so you can be seen more often, so you can sell products more often. So next year, you can have a 2.5 or $3 million uh, in sales. And it's just, it's not as simple and easy as it may sound. And a lot, there's a lot of complications, a lot of things that happen throughout the way. That's why now a lot of new sellers and even existing sellers contact me. I have a, a podcast as well for Amazon sellers, uh, Q&A Selling Online, where I talk about e-commerce in general and i'm focused more of course in the amazon platform a lot of the questions come in about amazon so sellers contact me to see if i could uh, launch their products manage their accounts and i've been doing that now on a consistent basis and you know it just streamlines things and makes them easier for new uh, new sellers and sometimes big sellers 
that don't really want to run their own accounts. They want to have complete passive situation where, you know, the income just comes in, but they're focusing on their business that they have outside of the online world, or they just want to sit on the beach and enjoy some pina coladas, right? So that's what it is. That's one of my, one of my fail stories. Of course, there's a ton of them out there, not all related to products, not all related to business, but everybody has some failure stories. And if you're one of them, if you have a failure story, a great story that people want to hear, uh, even if you didn't turn it around, like in this situation, it was a failure and it ended as a failure because I didn't want to pursue it anymore. I didn't want to put any more efforts into that product or that brand. I just let it go. And sometimes you have to do that. But if you have a failure story or a story of something that almost failed and had some big consequences and you learned a great lesson, contact me. Go to failfastpodcast.com. Again, it's failfastpodcast.com. All together, no spaces, no dashes, nothing. Failfastpodcast.com. There's a contact form. There's also on the top right, you will see a thing that says, be my guest. And you can fill a little form there that will tell me a little bit about you. Uh, And if you want to, in the contact form, tell me a little bit about your story. You can also find me uh, on Instagram at Quinn underscore Morm. Quinn only has one N, Quinn underscore Morm. Find me on Facebook, LinkedIn. My profile is LinkedIn forward slash private label or search for Quinn Amorum, and you will certainly find me. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the the story. And if you did, please do me a big favor. Leave me a review wherever you're listening to this. If it's iTunes, Google Play, please leave me a review. Let me know what you thought of the show, and it will help me a lot uh, continuing the show. Thank you so much. Have a great day.